Hey, just sitting here another week, and I believe we are on week nine of the quarantine. Nine weeks. Uh, this has been going on. I believe this is the fifth week of just sitting here. Maybe more. Eh, whatever. Uh, it's been fun. Having fun. There's uh, been some content, or, or at least I'm searching for content. Um, but we had money in the bank last night for all you wrestling fans. We'll recap that at some point. Um, also, uh, the Patriots made a Hall of Fame announcement today that just came out within the hour. Uh, so we'll break that down in just a little bit. And uh, the Jordan documentary continues. More stuff from last night's show and a lot of other stuff going on in the world that uh, we'll bring up on the show today. Uh, my guest today will be Mason Souza. He is from 98.5 The Sports Up. He also does a uh, television show called uh, Straight Facts, homie. I believe we'll, br- we'll bring him in in just a minute here. And, of course, all our shows, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, the numbers are huge. Like, I, I, I took a look this weekend, and every people are listening. So I, I appreciate it. I, the point of this is to do it live, to get people to chat in. So uh, there is a comment feature. I believe on Facebook you just go to the post and you write it, and I think it's the same thing on Twitter. Um, but yeah, there's a feature you just chat right in. Uh, so anything you guys want to talk about or disagree with or, or bring up a conversation during the show, just do it right there. But appreciate everybody, uh, for helping out. I kind of started this as something to do during quarantine and, um, stay busy. And, uh, I'm glad, uh, people are joining the show and getting into the conversation. So it's a new week and let's bring in my guest today. His name is Mason Souza. It's a new day. Yes, it is, Joe. Dude, it's a pleasure to be sitting here with uh, the one and only Joe Murray. I appreciate it. You said nine weeks of quarantine. It feels like nine years. It's ridiculous. It's it's getting there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Today, today I woke up and hang on a second. How long did you cry after TV 12 left? Who, me um, specifically? Was that, yeah, that's, that's a good question. I don't know where that where that came from. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if that's like our leadoff take on the show today. We'll get back to that one. Sure. Uh, but his name is Mason Souza. He works over at 98.5 The Sports Up. He does a TV show, and we'll we'll tell you about that coming up in a little bit. He's got the Souza t-shirt in the background. Yeah, this and is, I, um, oh, this over here. This is uh, Taunton Gladiators, so semi-pro for a hot second. You played? I Cool. Yeah, yeah dude. I, I, played, I, I, I played punt return maybe two or three times, but I got a ring. Wow. Wow. So, um, and then so, I got got the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hyde Park Cowboys over here. I there coached the Pop Warner team. And I'm okay. the, I didn't they know were that. like, hey, uh, why don't you? And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> uh, but it's fun. And uh, yeah, the, pe- that, people don't get that. I mean, there's no insurance. That's what sucks about it, right? Like, yeah. if you're going to play, dude, like, it's at your own risk. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but semi pro is uh, definitely fun. So there you go. 87. Look at you rocking the. Uh, I, yeah. I, was a, I was a lineman. It was a Gronk. Uh, well, yeah, you were what? D tackle? Um, both, both ways. Center. Both, I ended up playing center. They told me I was too small. At 6'3, 320, I was too small to play tackle. That's ridiculous. <laughs> they were talking semi pro. What? Are guys 6'7, 6'8 coming in? No, dude. They were like, they were like 6'5, 350 pounds. Oh, okay. Damn. Who could All run right. like 4'9, 40s? <laughs> yeah. yeah it, I, I... It's ridiculous. I mean, we had some freaks. I think one or two. I remember one guy in particular. He was a freak, but and he was the classic like 
everything's given to me. I'm not showing up to practice. And it was, a remember, I remember the coach, not to, not to besmirch anyone on that team from, when did I do this? I think I was 18. So this was over 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, yeah, it, like first thing, like if, if you don't practice, you don't play the whole cliche. And this dude, he was, you know, he was a, he was like Dwight Freeney-esque, this guy. And he didn't show up to any practice. And of course he got all the playing times. So I'm like, this is a yeah, nice, nice, uh, nice coaching here. Well, but that's, anyway, that's, it was, it was a good time. That's how it works. Practice. What's that? You know, uh, anyways, Mason. Uh, so I've been asking every guest on the show. If there was one person that you could be quarantined with at your place of employment, who would be that person? Uh, there's a lot of guys that come to mind. Obviously, you. There's Matt McCarthy's funny dude. Uh, Tim McCone's great. Um, my boy uh, Jeff Williams is great to talk to about wrestling and everything else. But the guy that is a is ahead of the pack is Sean Silver. It's gotta be. Um, I mean, we have a blast when we do uh, Celtics games, Celtics post games. Uh, he can obviously. I know you guys too can too. But he is in a historian of like the eighties wrestling that I know nothing about. And he, for some reason, like checked out like right as the attitude era ended. So for some reason, I know all of mid two thousand stuff. My mother never let me watch it. Um, yeah. I would, I would go over with my father, uh, father's house, watch a little bit of the attitude era. And then for some reason I got back into it in Oh five and Oh six, right when DX reunited. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like as a, how old was I? I don't know. 13 14 i'm like this is because i didn't know the original dx so i'm like this is the shit right here so that hooked me back into it and sean didn't know so like we feed off of each other and talk about that stuff a yeah, great sense plus of plus you work a lot like right like you know he, he does a lot of the celtics games you're working the celtics games yeah yeah so we, you, so you we, build we rapport a lot of hours together yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and it's and it's what people don't get is like when you're alone like you're working the board he's doing he's in there and then, like, you guys are just shooting the shit about, like, maybe something you see on Twitter or something you hear on the broadcast or, right. like, the Andersons got tickets to the game. Like, and you know, like that that kind of shit. How you know the what I mean? hell did they get tickets? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Every single time. Yeah. And, like, it's just little quirks that, like, you know, only you guys would understand. And so, yeah, the stupid right. inside jokes. Yeah. Good, yeah. good, good, good answer there. Um, and I, we all, we all love Sean Silver. So, um, there's no activities in Boston. I want to start there, uh, but a couple of things just came out within the last few minutes. Let's get to it. Um, the Patriots Hall of Fame. I have a banner for it somewhere. Oh, look, look Who's next? Yeah. Like Earl Goldberg says. Yeah. There you um, go. Patriots Hall of Fame. It was uh, Bill Parcells. It was Mike Vrabel and uh, Richard Seymour. And Richard Seymour was the selection. Now. The storylines have been, why isn't Bill Parcells in the Hall of Fame? Why isn't yeah. Bill Parcells in the Hall of Fame? And it's going to be again tomorrow, and it will be so on and so on and so on and so, so next on. Week, yeah. But what I want to do here is recognize Big C, Richard Seymour, first-round pick, first-year Super Bowl, dominant, played the 3-4, played the 4-3, played a little right. fullback, you know, helped guys like Mike Vrabel, Ted Johnson, Teddy Bruschi, uh, Roman Pfeiffer, all those guys during that era. Like, he was the big body. In the 07 season, that Super Bowl, he was dominant that game. He was dominant. Now, oh, yeah. grant, now granted, he talked a lot and had a Super Bowl party lined up and everything, um, which bit him in the ass. Yeah. And then he got traded. But overall, his his time in New England was a dominant one. 
Oh, yeah. And we'll put him in Canton someday, but he is the unanimous decision to be the Patriots Hall of Fame inductee this year. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you think about D tackles and defensive ends, he's one of the most versatile at, at you know, those two key positions. You can stick him inside. You can stick him on the out. He wasn't quick like, you know, like a, I don't know, like a J.J. Watt or someone like this. I'm just throwing out a name here. But, you know, he had the power, and if you needed him to do the dirty work, he could get two blockers inside and muddy that up too. I mean, yeah, and he was he was an absolutely leader. He, like you said, he was a talker um, and, you know, maybe kind of soiled his way out of town. That's why he went, ended up with the Raiders at the end. Um, but the point is, yeah, tremendous, definitely deserve it. I mean, yeah, future Hall of Famer, obviously deserving in the Patriots Hall of Fame. And, uh, yeah, well-deserved for Big Seymour. Um, yeah, and to get to Parcells and Brable, we were, I mean, talking it, talking about it right before we went on, Joe, I'm thinking Mike Rabel might get the Parcells treatment ever since, like, you know, he, what did he say? He had some comments about, you know, about Bill, like, I'm not there anymore. And I'm not like to the degree of Rex Ryan, I'm not going to kiss the rings or anything. And, and when he didn't get paid, he goes, oh, well, look yeah. at those, look at those shops over there at Patriot Place. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there were, there were some shots in there and I don't think it was as clean of an exit. And even coming in, you respect him. You know, as you know, coach of the Titans, he he comes in and beats the Patriots um, more than once now, right? So, yeah, it's yeah, he might get the same treatment as Parcells, but it's ridiculous that Parcells isn't in. But like you said, give credit to Seymour, well deserved. We'll be in Canton someday soon. All right, Richard Seymour, newest member of the Patriots Hall of Fame. I have a little helmet that's signed by Richard Seymour. And I'm waiting for that HOF, so when I see him, I can get that HOF on there, and it will uh, rise, make the value of that. Um, just I, this I didn't. I'm throwing this one at you. This one is uh, it's getting thrown at you. Let's go. But you think about the run from Seymour, right? So what? Oh one to 08, Let's call it. It's a seven year dominant run. And then I start to think of what what were other dominant runs that were possibly Hall of Fame worthy. How about Jonathan Papelbon? Right? Short, short run here. And, and I'll look up how many years. Um, but like, you know, he was Seymour was drafted here. Papelbon obviously was drafted. He was a, a starter, then became a closer, and then became the greatest closer in, in Red Sox history, right? right. I mean, one of them, at least. I know co people will put Ko Koji's another one. And I, I know we're just talking baseball here. Yeah. yeah, so he was there one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years, but really was it was six dominant years for Papelbon. Right. Six dominant years. Um, I guess if I had to put it up there, I think Papelbaum was more dominant than than Seymour uh, oh, really? because of the, the. I don't know. I say, oh, so you disagree? Uh, yeah, I do. I disagree. I mean, obviously, it, it's tough when you pair. It's apples and oranges. It's tough when you compare what they do in different sports. But you know, you know, Papelbaum was this fierce closer at the time, and you know, he, he didn't blow many saves and all this, but. I mean, what Seymour did, and, you know, you look at the quote-unquote Patriot way and all that crap about, like, you know, doing what you can at multiple positions when you're told to do so and do it at such a high level. You know, like like you said, 4-3, three, 3-4, three, Seymour could fit into both schemes, and that's a completely different scheme for a new team. It, on the fly, he would fit right in, and he was dominant at both of them. Notice, um, a, notice a trend with those guys, too? 
both left, both got paid, both kind of went to obscurity. Yeah. Yeah, but both dominant while they were here. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's close. I mean, like I said, it's tough to compare different sports, but I think I would lean Seymour. But, I mean, Papelbon's definitely not a bad Listen, hand. this just came out of nowhere. I was thinking about, like, I love Seymour. Three champions. Like, I, just I, I, my eyes showed me the impact he made on the field. Uh, he might not be statistically one of the greatest of all time or anything like that. But my eyes, the impact he had on the game, the double teams, the his you know hands in the air blocking passes, um, he did it all. I mean, he was he was a dynamic defensive lineman that you know, like I don't know if there's that type of guy anymore. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to th- like like Clowney's fast, right? Yeah. He's he's got a gift, yeah. But but he's also known as a dog sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's why he's not on a team right now. I mean, that and health injuries. But, yeah, but like, you know, Seymour had the knee injury because they put him at fullback. You know what I mean? Like, that's how he got hurt. Just like Gronkowski got hurt blocking a damn extra point. Right. And I know that. I mean, I mean, it looked like cool playing like, safety. I mean, but, shit, at least Pavelbon didn't get hurt doing uh, jigs out in the field, you know? Yeah, right. That would have been uh, that would have been the worst of it. Who anyway. was that, who's that player? Was it was it Mariano? Shagging balls? Yeah, uh, he in, yeah, in, the, in the warning track and then he, tears his ACL. Like, what are we doing? What, blew, why are they back there? He blew his leg out. Stupid. Well, supposedly that's an activity that they do every single day, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'll uh, I'll move on from that. Um, all right, Mason. So, uh, you at the sports hub? How long now? Jesus, um, it, it feels like forever. It's definitely the longest I've I've had any of my jobs, and I I've bounced around a little bit early in my in my in my job life. In my adult life, I'm still bouncing around. From yeah, right. Say, so, I mean, yeah, kinda as well. So it's been over five years. All right, um, good. Yeah. So now, how did you get out? Were you on Street Team and then worked your way up? No, I went to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Okay. Uh, shout out, Steve. Shout Williams out, shout out. I, I'm a CSB alum. Oh, Those guys are the best. Um, they got me an internship over at EEI. Oh, um, really? I didn't know that. Met with uh, Ben Kitchen, who was uh, on the afternoon show there. Um, good group of guys with bus balls, but it was like I, I showed up. Obviously, so were you were you a part of the big show, or was that like Tim? Ben- no, it was uh, Dale and Holly. Oh, Dale and Holly. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then uh, was there a third guy at the time? Or I, I I think it was just the the revolver. Might have been Jerry Thornton, or like that. That he, he was there for a little bit, but even before that, there was a revolving door. I remember like Taylor Twelman, like former Revs player, was yeah, in there like every good. Friday. Good looking yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah, he, yeah, great guy. Good looking uh, guy. Who else was there? Um, it was just a revolving door, and then you know they tried so, it different. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, fun. okay? Sorry, sorry, Indoor. Let me ask you this. So you're at EEI. You're an intern. Yeah. Um, are you just happy to be there, or, or what were you doing? Were you answering phones? Were you? Because it's it's weird, right? Okay, so I'll be on. When I was an intern, yeah. Um, I got an internship at fifteen ten the zone. I showed up and the guy that was running the show goes, all right, every day when you come in, just give me a write-up of everything that happened the night before. So I would write like detailed notes and I'd be, I'd throw in shit like, you know, Novak Djokovic versus Federer, you know? And so the guy would just have it in his hands. And then when like they ran out of stuff, they'd be like, Joe, come in here. And then like, like, tell us what happened last night. And I was that's that's how, that's how I got to be, but it was because they didn't watch all they cared about was the, 
I, no offense to the Felgram has storylines, and that's why they're number one in the market. They only cared about what was important. You know <laughs> what I mean? This is, but like I, like I, that's so, true. so yeah, exactly. And then I started doing production. So when you were an intern, like I, I was glad I got that. And then one day I was working for this guy, no names. He goes, go get me a coffee. And I flat out told him, dude, I'm not a fucking coffee boy. And we hit it off the bat right after that. <laughs> I, I, you know how some people just want to be challenged? You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. some dude's like, go get me coffee. And I'm like, I'm not a fucking coffee boy. Yeah. And, like, he was like, oh, okay. Well, all right, cool. So do you want to produce my show? And that was just kind of like that. Um, but, like, when you were an intern, like, what was it like for you? There was a lot of things going on. Um, obviously, I'd answer phones. I'd produce. I I wanted to learn the board on day one. I think I bother these guys, uh, Ben and Andy. Like I, 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 like they're like, well, can we just have an intern that just wants to, you know, be quiet and learn? I was like in, on their shoulder. I actually, I think I should have been more. I, I wasn't even uh, that much. I'm like, it was the first week. I'm like, hey, why this over here? What are you doing in this? Uh, what were they using? At the, I think they were using wide orbit. They still are. And obviously, we we use it at our station. Um, they use a 360. I'm like, all right, so do you have all these drops over here? What do you use over here? What's this area for? And I was just trying to pick their brain as much as I could. Um, I, I do. There is kind of a similar story where uh, we were looking for, because Lou was obviously on the midday show, um, now afternoon show or whatever. And um, we were looking for some tape from one of his games on his birthday. And it was like old school, like 90s, like look through all these tapes. And I remember, I forget who it was, one of the one of the guys I reported to. It's like, hey, can you, um, and I was, Will Bosch is uh, another graduate at CSB. Uh, he interned with me. And um, we're like, hey, look through this, basically like eight boxes of just tapes. You know, we're looking for a specific one. I just look at him like, oh, real intern stuff, huh? And he's like, yeah, like we kind of need it for the show. So I kind of like, listen, I'll help out the show, but uh, I, I'd like to go produce and whatever. But I, you know, I try to pride myself. Obviously, I'm an intern. I'm trying yeah, to. That's what you got to do, man. Do, whatever uh, they yeah. ask, you got to do it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, show that I can be a team player and all that stuff. So, yeah, I did a lot of things. Um, I wrote some occasional headlines. Uh, actually, it's funny. Me, um, we weren't really doing much. And then all of a sudden, Dale pops in. Um, He's looking, it was the NFL draft and he's looking for like, Hey, do you mind writing up a headline? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So like we, you know, in verbatim, he, he read the headline. So that was kind of cool. Like the first couple of weeks being there. Uh, so no, actually, so that was the summer. Maybe it was, it was cut down day, whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah, writing headlines, everything. It was a cool experience. So what um, happened? What I, that was it? Your internship was up and they, that was it? Yeah. I mean, I, I asked them all for uh, letters of recommendation. I think I got one of them. Uh, they were cool. Um, I mean, not to not to knock anyone, but I mean, you could definitely tell it was. Uh, I don't know what what. Let's make this go right. Well, 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 you, you get you, you get your words. You get your words together. So I've had other guys on this show that have worked there. Yes. Um, it sounds like, and again, I'm, I'm throwing this out there. There's no 98.5 versus WEI battle. It's not a thing. Um, it's not, we don't like this, like the guys over there. We like their work. I think they have an incredible website. I do. I think their website is awesome. Yeah. Um, we had Ty Anderson on this week who, you know, wasn't really as used as much as maybe y you wanted to be used at the time. Um, you know, Christian Arkan, same thing. He, he wanted to do more. We had, we had Jimmy Stewart who was there for years and literally did everything there. Yeah. Like everything at that station. 
and they didn't he just asked hey where do you see me in five years and they didn't they didn't have a projection so it's kind of like you look at the sports up you look at yeah and this is not shitting on him it's just that like you wanted to do more you couldn't and right he, and even even at the sports up, we can't we can only do so much too sure but like i You're just always feel looking like, to evolve exactly and i al- also feel like maybe you we can step outside the box a little bit there's yeah. not a, as much pressure to get the get the ratings and get the listeners it's it's more of a what's a good conversation for the day and a good topic and like you know i feel like you can maybe step outside the box a little bit where there there might be more pressure right and i kind of stepped in shit a little bit the first we like in the, in the bad term not like finding a passion like I, I i i got some heat um the first month or two there because yeah I, i'm like i'm in the building uh, i'm not just doing this internship and then like all right thanks that was a cool experience cool three months i'm I'm talking to everyone. Like I went over to uh, to AAF. I'm talking to them, and um, I didn't know that I was, you know, out of line for saying. Like I'm absolutely fulfilling my internship. Like you bring me in, it's an honor to be here. I want to be here in sports radio, and I'm doing that. But at the same time, I'm understanding. All right, what's the probability of you know making this be more than an internship when I'm done? So I'm look. I'm talking to the rock station. I'm talking to the alternative station. I'm like, you know, so I'm trying to gain a rapport with everyone. I'm in the building. You know, I have to. I would, you know, be a terrible mistake if I didn't. So that kind of got me a little heat. Um, you know, just not just kind of being in my role. You got to know your yeah. role. Stay in your lane. Yeah, yeah. Mason. Know your damn role. Shut your damn mouth and, and cut <laughs> and that, your audio honestly, and answer phone calls. Well now, well, now you have interns in now, right? What do you tell them to do? Answer the phone and shut up, right? Don't. I don't. I'm not that guy. Ah, come on. I'm not that guy. Ask questions. I know you're not that guy. No, ask, no you're right. You're ask right. all the questions you want. Yeah, because you, you're here for a reason. You want to learn. Like, you know, don't. Yeah, don't be shy. If you want to, if you want to say like, "Hey, I got something for the show. Put me on air." We'll give you some shit for. It. I think it was. Well, well you got. Yeah, you got to You got to Yeah. yeah, I yeah know. Exactly. Here's here's your chance. Don't oh, fuck yeah? it up. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then we'll bust your balls. Yeah, but yeah, if if you're so confident, then let's go. Yep. You know, so I, I'm I give everyone an opportunity, but and if you even if you blow it, then all right, sorry, give someone else a chance, but then you move on. All right, so quick, so then you you apply, you apply to the sport, you got hired at the sports job, and you were yes. doing overnights, and then eventually Mike Texera helped me out. Remember Mike? He was there. I remember um, Mike. Yeah, he got, he got me in the door, got me a uh, conversation with Rick, now, and then started now, doing. Overnights. Now listen, that's that that's impressive because the pipeline to the sports hub is through the street team. I'm sorry, you got to do street team work. And then eventually it's like, hey, I like this kid. He's reliable. I mean, look at Alex Barth, right? He he he's come through. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy was Jeremy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Kristen Sermon. The, yeah. there, there are other names, but you know, that's generally if you are reliable and they like your work and you're a nice kid and you have a passion, like and you're around, they'll call on you if there's an opportunity. Yeah. Um, for me, dude, like I said, I, I banged on the door for years. I knew there was a sports station. Uh, I was working with Mark Bertrand at the time. I was working with other guys in the business. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was just, it took a long time. I, I, I was in communication a lot. I actually, I'm, I've been thinking about having Mike Thomas on this podcast. Do like, it. Like, just like, will he spill the beans? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's almost like a dark side of, dark side of the hub. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, I, I've been like, uh, Dude, like for me, dude, like I was like, dude, I'll fucking wash this, the the floors, I'll vacuum, like just whatever, 
whatever you want. I'll file papers. I'll yeah, do whatever you want. And then yeah. one day it was like, hey, I got an opportunity. And I'm like, yes. And um, so I did an audition on Christmas Day, the lockout year. And uh, I didn't hear anything for like four or five months. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, no, no. You blew it. You blew it. Literally. literally. And then it's, it's, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all worked out for that. Hey, Alex Barth is checking in. Street there team. How about Repres- that kid? Represent the street wow, team. Look at that. Uh, how did you cry after Tom Brady left? We'll get. We'll. we'll I'm sorry, buddy. We'll. We'll, we'll get to you. That guy's been uh, waiting for a while. while. Uh, all right. So getting all past all that shit, you're at the sports hub now for eight years. All right. Blah blah blah. I what didn't know you were at EEI though. So it's that's that's uh interesting to know. And dude, like at CSP, like so when I was there. I got lucky, man. Like my teacher was John Anik, okay, who's now the broadcaster for UFC. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and the guys I met along the way, like, I, you know, mine were mine were contacts, Mason. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly. Like, like you really probably got a lot from the school. What I got was I was a kid out of college for a while and had the connections and, yeah. like, dude, I, I was I was a failed musician, so I knew I already know how to use the production programs, you know? Yeah. So I was a producer first and then obviously, you know, got on air. Um, but like my, my side was sales. Like, Hey, you want to be on the air? You got to go sell. You got to get advertising. And that's what I did. Um, and you know, I'm not saying it was talent. It's just that if you can learn the production side, the sales side and management side, Makes not, it that much more valuable. Yeah. It may, exactly. And that's kind of, how it worked out for me. I don't do any of those other things now. Um, you know, I could, st- I can still do sales if they want me to. Yeah. I'm looking for a job, everybody, by the way. Hi. Um, Sponsor this show. Dude, some, somebody here. could. I could put a fucking banner right up here. I got, the parent- I got parental advisory. I could do whatever you want. Look at, hey, this in or out segment is brought to you by in or out pizza or in or out burger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Or, hey, you are on the, eight, the, uh, the, uh, I'm trying to think of some sort of sponsor. Uh, you are on the uh, AT&T expert hotline, the Volkswagen dealers expert yeah, yeah, hotline. Yeah. You are on uh, some sort of hotline. It, yes, it could so get many. to that. It could get so to that. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Enough grab ass. Um, so Mayor Walsh, dude, he put the Knicks on everything, dude. It, okay. I agree with him. I agree. First and foremost, I agree. It sucks. Selfishly, it sucks. No SummerSlam. No, no games at Fenway Park. No concerts. No Fourth of July. Yeah. Like it's like Jaws when they say that the Fourth of July is canceled. Like that's this is this is what's happened here. But I agree. I agree. Um. So first and foremost, your thoughts on the city of Boston being closed down until Labor Day? I mean, yeah, we thought. Listen, like I honestly, when this whole thing first started. I was one of the guys like, oh, let's look at the stats. Like how many new cases today? Oh, are we reaching that peak? And we're trying to predict this peak and all that. I honestly haven't checked in the past week or two, but wasn't the peak supposed to be a month ago and we're, it's still 30,000 new? I don't know. I'm just making things up at this point. But the point is, yeah, I mean, you have to. You, you have to postpone it. It has to be Boston with the 2020, the summer that Boston never had. I'm sorry. like, yeah. But it has to be yeah. um, for everyone's safety. <laughs> So many people are uh, are getting sick, and so many people are dying when they shouldn't be, um, or when you can at least uh, save these people. So it's it's terrible, but for the greater good and for years to come, rather this being elongated, rather this turn into the effing black plague. You know, yeah. you need to you know be responsible now, 
and you know, you know, hopefully by the fall, you know, this will be all right. But like, any yeah, any issue? Any issue? Well. Any? I so I agree. Again, we both agree. But is there an issue with looking too far out? And let me give you an example. UFC over this past weekend was in Jacksonville, Florida, which Florida, right? I mean, it's kind of hard to compare anything to Florida. It's like another country. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to compare. But I, I applaud UFC for what they did this week. Um, they had an event. They had an event. It was on ESPN and then ESPN Plus. Um, the night before, um, a, a fighter got tested positive for COVID and two other people in his corner. They sent them home. They tested everybody. They had a good event, a great event. Um, and, you know, Joe Rogan's in the ring interviewing people, no mask. Um, you know, I look at it and I say, wow, this this might be the new normal, but could this be the blueprint of, and, and, and don't, don't think I'm ignorant when I say this, but, you know, I think we're going to have to deal with the consequences if you want sports, right? If, if, so what do you mean by that? You're an employee. You're LeBron James. You're Kevin Love. You're these players. You want to go out there and earn your salary? You want? We want to go out there and be an athlete? Well, this shit's not going away. And we have to take all the precautions we can to continue the sport if you want it to happen. If not, you're going to lose money. The The, the ownership's going to lose money. The yeah. TV rights are going to go out. Next year's salary cap is going to be lower than ever, and you're going to have to lose players. Um, you know, People are going to lose jobs. Can, people won't get their jobs back. Um, so what I what I think is, and I'm not being ignorant, I just think that at some point we're going to have to go out there and know that this is something you have to be careful of, and the show at some point in stages will have to move on. Yeah, you have to adjust. You have to adapt. I mean, like you said, I like the UFC. It was definitely ballsy of them to – you know, you know Dana White. He he's he's a crazy meathead. He'll he'll fight in the middle of New, um, you know Times Square. He'll have he'll have this thing. He wanted to do it, you know, a month ago, and then Disney calls and says like, nah, this this ain't happening. So you know they were going to do it no matter what. It's time will tell. Meaning like the next couple days, week or so, if anyone has been infected because of UFC twenty uh, two forty nine, who was there. If that happens, then. I think they have to put a hold on it. But like you said, that that one fighter who was supposed to fight tested positive. They then t- tested everyone again. Everyone else is clean. All right, do the show, and then you move on. You And then you hold, you hold your breath the next week or so, make sure everyone's good from there. And then, yes, I believe that can be the bl- blueprint. Yeah, you you got to adapt. you got to take all the precaution you have. And obviously, you know, this th- these are businesses. They run on money. And if, like I heard Schefter early in the week, Saying like, if there are no fans in the stands this year, the salary cap's going to go down eighty million, eighty effing million. This is ridiculous. Every team. So yeah, it it definitely they need to find a way. So that means the Patriots. The Patriots will have twenty million in cap space next year. They'll, they'll have two dollars in cap space. <laughs> Me and you, a dollar each. We're going <laughs> well, I'll be long snapping. You know, <laughs> Cardona got paid too much money. Exactly. Um. So you mentioned the NFL season. Um. You know, obviously, uh, Baker is the the governor of Massachusetts, and um, you know, the Labor Day thing is in Boston. So, Miami comes to town week one. Are there fans in the stands, Mason? I think so. Yeah, I. I you know, we're still again, but I, I mean, would you want to tailgate? 
No, I'm actually not going to. No, I, I would not feel comfortable in a, in a, in a 60, 70,000 seat stadium with all these strangers next to me. You know, I just listen. Drinking beer, grilling. Maybe, uh, ta- maybe tailgate, maybe tailgate. No, but what I'm you saying know, is everyone, everyone yeah. have your distance. But you know, and yeah, if, 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 yeah, yeah in Foxborough, in, Fox, in Foxborough, yeah, right, right, yeah, everyone's social distance. We're gonna be in fucking Rhode one. Island, and, <laughs> gonna be Rhode Island and Providence. Yeah, exactly. This uh, we're all sardines in there. Um, I think so. Yeah, we're still a, a you know months away. I think adjustments can be made. There are dumb people out there that are like, oh, all of a sudden it's sixty degrees. Let's go out and there's no rules. But come on, you know if if you know, limit that in as much capacity as you can by September 7th, September 10th. Yeah. I, I, I think we'll have, uh, I don't think it will be to its full capacity, but th- there will be measures made, but there will be fans in the stand. Um, schedule day was last week. Oh, schedule uh, day. <laughs> that's right. One of the best bits in history. Yeah. Um, so they play in Seattle week two and then Kansas city week four. If there's no fans in the stands, that 12th man don't mean shit. No. And I don't know what that means for Kansas City either. Um, but Jared Stidham's going to be the opening day quarterback as of right now for the New England Patriots. If there's no – what's better for Stidham, fans or no fans? Oh, no fans. No, absolutely no. It's the, the number one and number two loudest stadiums in, uh, on the road in week two and week four in the country. Um, so, yeah, obviously the fans make all the difference in the world. So that will benefit the Patriots if they go into – obviously they're still going to the West Coast. But, yeah, they'll be able to hear on offense, you know. <laughs> uh, base, essentially a rookie quarterback, you know, having um, – going for his first start. And uh, what, his last throw was pick six. So, you know, he needs all the confidence in the world. And maybe in the long, maybe in the long term we're talking now, maybe this will benefit him. Um, but you give him something easy. You give him something very light. And if there are no fans week two, week four in these loud stadiums, that absolutely benefits them in the Patriots offense, no doubt. Uh, continuing on with the Patriots five years ago today. Oh boy. Tom Brady suspended for the use of an equipment violation, I believe. So, that wasn't the actual suspension. That was when it, well, yeah, that was when it came down. Patriots will be docked a million dollars, uh, draft pick, and Brady suspended four games. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, it's actually five years ago, huh? Five years ago, it's a, it's a surprise. It's actually still not going on, you know, because I'm like, we remember talking about this every week. Uh, I was doing a podcast at the time, the Boston Three Party, like every week. It was like Deflate Gate update. Like, oh, is it still going on? Yep. All right, moving on. You know, it's, it was 500 days or whatever the hell it was. It was stupid. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to go back to that. <laughs> Joe, I actually really five, don't want to relive five, that. Five, unbelievable. Five, five, 11, 2015. And I've told people the story before, but like, I, this is when, um, so Rich was out a lot in the mornings with his wife and they moved Jones around. So I was doing nights and like shit was coming out, dude. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, like, like I'm here for sports. <laughs> like, what is, <laughs> what is, what did I sign up for? <laughs> and then when I, one day, one day, the name Ruth Bader Ginsburg came across, and I was like, oh, "Holy Jesus. shit!" 
this is real. I'm like, we, they're, really, they're really going to court. And I remember, like, the court, like, sketches. There was, like, the guy who would sketch, like, the, the face of Tom Brady. And, like, oh, yeah, I, that terrible catch. That but, was like, awesome. dude, but, like, I'm a sports guy who has no political background. Like, yeah. no, like, no, out, out on politics. Like, you, you know, I, so you I got bring nothing. up Supreme Court, it goes to the highest. Like, there was one more step. And at, at my initial reaction, and I still kind of believe this, like, if Tom Brady vehemently believes he did nothing wrong, then you take that next step. And I believe he quit. Well, no, like, he didn't. I think uh, he quit. All right, are, are we going to revisit? Am I going to bring in Hurley for this? All right, so if <laughs> we had him on already, we talked about it. Um, well, not talking about the actual, you know, act or accu- accusal of the act. I'm just talking about no, no. You, know, you did, go, you go all this way. You take it to the final stage. No, no. What happened you was you didn't go. There. What happened was this. You're right. That could have happened, but Robert Kraft folded. He goes, I can't go against the other 32. And once he folded, he he was Brady was on his own because because Belichick already blamed Brady for the balls. Oh yeah, he was on his own. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Belichick's like, I didn't do shit. You know, you got to talk to you got to talk to Tom about again. you got to talk to Tom about the balls, man. You know, and then Kraft can't was like, oh, jeez, oh, yeah, we can't, we can't relive that. <laughs> like we can't. Yeah. The, the numbers of viewers just literally just went down as we as we, uh, as, we as we talked all about. Right. It. We won't uh, do this. Come back, uh, everybody. Did you watch the Jordan documentary? I did. I uh, I actually binged it this past weekend to get caught up for this week, and I watched uh, both episodes last night. Uh, best two episodes so far. Do you think you could hit two hundred in double A? Uh, no, no, I sucked at baseball. And how old, how old are you? 29. Okay, so 29. he he's 31. I'm 38. I I don't think I could do it now, but but 10 10 years ago maybe. There you ooh, go. Ooh, double A. I don't know cuz double A is like the hardest division. Yeah. Because triple A is just the guys that are like fucking I'm here just to hopefully get in a call. Yeah. Or or I'm 30 and I'm still playing, you know. Right. Like right, right. like triple A is really like double A is where the fun is, you know, where the where the players are. But no, they, Joe, you, you're talking to the wrong guy. I suck at baseball. But uh, we, we can get to Jordan in a second. But this brings up a funny point. I wanna I wanna bounce this off you talking about playing professional sports right now. Can you do this at the minimum capacity? Say like for a million bucks, you know, you either you either do this or you die. You're dead. Like the extremes. You're rich or you're dead. You get put into uh, an NBA game for 25 minutes. You need to grab three rebounds. Done. Do you get it? Done. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll get like, those so yeah. this is funny. You remember when that damn goalie went into the game and won? That, uh, Washington, right? Yeah. That that gave all the. Uh, uh, it was against Toronto, so I, I forget who a team he played for. But, it was uh, Washington. Yeah, the the, the hockey hardos, right? Yeah, all the hockey hardos. I played hockey. That that's it. It's over. They they won. They won. Yeah. Um, I could not yeah. get on the hockey rink. I can't skate, so I'm out. But if you were like Joe, it's the game winning field goal. We need you to snap it to the punter. I could fucking get it back there. Absolutely. It'll I could get the, it, it back there. The cleanest, cleanest spiral you've ever I, seen. It will be the best. Yes. 
Because <laughs> I can do it over the head if you need it. I can do it underneath one hand, whatever you need. I can do uh, that. Also, if I had to play left field at Fenway Park, I would lean against the wall. And if it was over my head, it's going to hit the wall anyways. Yes. And Jackie Bradley's that superstar over there. You know what I mean? So he's going to help. Yeah, 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 but yeah, anything yeah. in front of me, all I have to do is Mike Greenwell kneel and let it hit the glove, hit the cutoff, man. So I'm wondering if left field at Fenway might be the easiest position to enter a game. In in any in or in the majors? Yeah, yeah, be, yes, because like I played first base, first base in the majors. No, no, fuck that. I don't want to take laser beams <laughs> from the shortstop. You know what I'm saying? In like the bag, I, I'm I'm out. But yeah. yeah, like like hockey's out. NBA, like you can play, but like I'm six three and I'm a point guard in the NBA, so I'm out. So what do we have? We have. They can put you in goal. Yeah, but I can't skate. That's okay. Just sit there. Oh, I'll, just, I, just, so just in, my, in my just in my in here and there. <laughs> yeah, I could I I could do it if you needed me to. But yeah, yeah. if there was one sport to me, I I probably would play left field Fenway, lean against the fucking wall, play anything in front of me, anything that's over my head, it's gonna hit the wall anyways, and I hit the cutoff, man. Yeah, but so you're not making out though. You're it doesn't matter. I'm walls. in the game and I'm in the board. I'm like Moonlight okay. Graham. I'm like Moonlight Graham, kid. <laughs> Get me in. Um, if one position on the bat, I'd, I'd probably just pick catcher. I'd pick catcher. Oh, I can't score. Yeah, I, yeah, but dude, you don't. Uh, like, imagine these slider. I, I so I've played catcher, and like, I don't know if you haven't caught a guy in a while, and you call a fucking like slider, and you don't know how to catch the slider. Like you're yeah. back there having a hell of a day. You got to block balls in front of you. Like it's oh, oh man. There's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of crotch movement. My uh, knees. My knees. This. My knees hurt. Literally talking about this. Right Just now. thinking about it. Oh god. I, yes. Sometimes uh, when I talk about sports, my knees and my back just like all of a sudden flare. But that happens to Mike Flynn, by the way. Whenever like you bring stuff up about Flynn, he's like yeah. automatically like oh my god. Yeah, my he's like ah. Oh. He's like my back. My back hurts. Um. So what I liked about last night's Jordan documentary. So yes. he, he had 50 RBI. And and my and they said that if he got fifteen hundred a bat, he they said he was getting better. Like yeah. and then the strike fucked him. The strike, they had a strike season, and BJ Armstrong was like, "Hey, why don't you come to the?" And then he came one day, and B, so is BJ Armstrong to thank for Michael for Jordan coming back? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we may have seen another Bo Jackson. And Michael Jordan, you know, you know, just an absolute gem at anything he played. So, yeah, yeah, excellent, absolutely. You bring, you thank BJ, and obviously, you thank him for getting fi fired him up when he was uh, went to Orlando, Orlando, right? And uh, when he, he went, no, he went, Charlotte, 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 yeah, the yeah. Hornets. Uh, so, my buddy yeah. Chris is checking in. Joe, do you remember when the Chinese Rain Man threw me out? Yeah. So, story: there was a kid named Suhu. He was kind of like a. Uh, he just show up, and I hit a single to right field. It should have been a single. Should the first ba the first base coach goes, Joe, Sue who's out there, go to second. So, you know, this is like, you know, within the last 10 years. I'm not fleet of foot anymore. I get thrown out on a dagger from right field. I mean, like a legit Ichiro strike nice. from the outfield. 
And it, it was embarrassing, but at the same time, I was very happy for the kid. Very happy. For the kid. <laughs> at least it wasn't at and, first. And, and listen, they still talk about it to this day. Well, so brings, brings joy to many. But but I, I to me though, I still blame the first base coach. <laughs> yeah. I should have I should have just took my single and went along with it. Don't take responsibility, Joe. Am I betting <laughs> ping pong? No. No. I went nine and five. Thing? I went nine and five. At, nine and five in UFC bets the other night. Speaking of um, feeling it when talking about sports, I was watching that last one, Ferguson. No, it wasn't Ferguson and Gaethje. Gaethje put on a clinic. But dude, I had Gaethje plus one seventy five, baby. Dude, uh, the, the kid from Methuen's good. Catter. Yes, uh, he he's Who, he, legit. Uh, Chris Catter, I think his name is. Yeah, he some some well known guy. Anyway. Um, the one before was it Nico Price or whatever, or maybe I'm N- missing Nico Price's man. eye got knocked out. Dude, like, his he, you, dude, eye was shot. Dude, he, so they had to stop the fight, but he was hanging in there for a bit. Uh, oh, he, yeah. looked, he looked good. They early. were hammered away, and I'm like, my face hurts watching this. Dude, like, this you. is unbelievable. And you know, they were talking about Cormier and Rogan. They're like, and then we got to Ferguson and Gaethje. Like, if this was in in Vegas, crowd would be going absolutely insane. So yeah, that obviously helped too. Yeah. Why it was a great well. Show. So who so Huda retired, and then Dominic um, Cruz uh, Cruz he, he he actually I don't know why the ref stopped the fight. I mean, I won my bet, but anyways, I don't know why. Like, I feel like Cruz should come back. I, I wouldn't go out like that if I was him. And then Cowboy Cerrone got hosed. I thought, like. Dude, like, oh, you, you thought he won? Yeah, dude. I don't think I don't think Pettis won that fight. Are you kidding? I, 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 the judges, dude. There was some weird shit that night. Like I had Waterson. There always is. I, you know what my problem is? I feel like I can, Tell I can, me. I feel like I can uh, judge a boxing fight. Like if you don't knock out the champ, you're not gonna win. If if you go the distance with the champ in boxing. It's gonna be like a draw, or like, uh, like what's his name? Um, the first Fury fight. Yeah, yeah, Fury Wilder. Fury yeah. won that whole fight, then got knocked out at the end and almost lost. It was a draw yeah. because Fury won the fight, but like Wilder almost not knocked you out. So that's yeah. why there was the two. With UFC, I don't understand how they how they, and we're gonna have John Anik on the podcast this week, but like, I there don't understand go. some of the judges. It, it's actually hard for me to figure out like who actually want to fight, but Cerrone's lost four in a row now. Like yeah. Cowboy Cerrone, like how, how's he bounced back without retiring? I don't know. I mean, obviously he he's you know longest in the game, most wins, most finishes, and yeah, four in a row. That's that's bad. Um, but I mean, I look at Cerrone and uh, Pettis, obviously legends, but like, I just see them not disrespect. I've you know I've never been in, in the octagon. But uh, they're they're glorified mid carders. Like you know, they're you know there are guys that are going to be there. They need to be on the mid card. I think um, Ferg- I think Ferguson's good. He got his ass kicked by Gaethje. He did. He did. And uh, so Gaethje. I mean, Cerrone and Pettis, whatever. And now now they're on the way. And I think Greg Hardy sucks. F he's, that guy. He's just F huge, that. dude. The Fall River dude. Oh man, I was I was so pumped. I'm like, teach this some bitch a lesson. He like. He was he was winning first round. He was knocking him. He was digging into that leg with those leg kicks, and then he broke his foot and then didn't do anything in the second and third. Um, yeah, him I saying, yeah, you break your foot, get back out there. But these guys are freaks. 
in in the ring. They're beasts and they don't feel pain. It's all adrenaline. Um, so I mean, you push through. You train four months for this, and come on, just you got to knock them out five more minutes. So I was pissed about that more than anything. Um, let me take you back to another one. Did you see the? You were talking about judging fights. Um, uh, Cruz and John, no, not Cruz, uh, Dominic Reyes is his name. Um, John Jones should have beat John Jones, should have been the lightweight champion. And John, John, John Jones lost that fight. And absolutely, I don't, I don't thank know. you. So, but again, these, I don't understand people, the judges. Well, all these people that come out and say, and the judges are like, oh, well, he didn't do, do enough to beat the champion. I, I don't care. You don't have to put down the champion. Did you win the fight? Did you land better hits? Did you have control? Yes, he was run. He was essentially running away the last minute because he was up. He should have been up, but the judges didn't see that way. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna dock you because you didn't take the fight to him at the end." It was terrible. He got screwed. Um, yeah, and it seems like once every show is at least a, a dreadful judging mistake, and uh, it's it's more than coincidence at this point. And now John Jones has got arrested again, and who knows what his future is. Of course. Is. Of course uh, he is. A couple of things about the documentary. What I yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. I what I like about Jordan is that he needs something for a fire, right? Like you yeah. see him smoking his cigar, and he's like, "All right, motherfucker's gonna get it." He's like, he, he's like swinging a baseball bat. Yeah, that like, was after BJ. Yeah, uh, he's like one, dr- yeah. driving the knob, like you know. He's like working on his swing. He's still <laughs> working on his baseball swing. Right. Like, I'm going to win the championship this year and come back and play baseball. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. still working on his swing. Um, I will say this, though. That that Orlando series that they lost when he got the ball stolen from Nick Anderson. Yeah. Dude, that was 95. So I'm 13 years old, okay? And the 1995 video game, NBA Live 95, was like a big game. And Shaq. So that... that um. That Orlando team was Penny, Nick Hardaway, Dennis Scott, Horace Grant, and Shaq. Like that was loaded. your five, and they were yeah. lo- they were loaded. But Jordan was tired. Jordan did get worn down. He didn't have the body. Nick Anderson stole the ball from him. Um, he couldn't hit the big shot. Like those were all real things about Jordan. That year, people thought he was done. People thought right. he was done. And because he didn't make it to the finals, unbelievable. Right? Yeah, no, no, but like to, to be honest with you, like in real life, people, this isn't. He's not twenty three anymore, and that's where Nick Nick Anderson said, "Hey, twenty, you know, forty five uh, is forty five, and that and dude, that one talk shit moment changed it all. I I, I I believe it. One that one thing said changed the whole thing. Just breathe in his direction, and he'll be like, all right. You want to, you want to, want to use my oxygen? I'm scoring fifty the next night. You're like unbelievable. But like, like, but I remember like living through that. Yeah. And like, no, no, he's he's still the greatest he's in fine. the world. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think back on that, and you know, it's funny. Shaq won two Super Bowls, uh, two um, rings with uh, the Lakers. How many did he win with the Lakers? It was three, right? He won three in a row. Because Col- I- Kobe has five. So I'm trying to. He finally won one it was without Shaq. So does Shaq have three or four? Anyways, all I'm trying to say it, is yeah. Shaq could have won another with Orlando and didn't. But I think they lost to Houston. So that yeah, that Houston team was pretty good. So I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. 
Oh. Um, speaking of, you know how you were saying uh, Jordan was run down. When it gets to, um, yeah, thank you, Christopher. Um, for Shaq, yeah, one with Miami. Um, forgot, forgot about that Miami one. Yeah, I, I did too, honestly. <laughs> um, what the hell was I going to say? Yeah, when it got, <laughs> how about when uh, Gary Payton started talking and then all of a sudden the next scene you see him watching what Gary Payton's saying? I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Well, so I remember that too. I remember yeah. they were like, oh, we're going to put Gary Payton on Jordan. Like, this was like Bob Costas. What are we doing game four? What are we doing? Bob Costas. And right now, Gary Payton, the glove, the defensive player of the year, is going to be covering Michael Jordan. Let's see if this will change. But George Carl didn't say hi to him in a restaurant, and he got fucking yeah. pissed. Like, yeah. what else has pissed off Jordan in his life? You know, you say hi to him. He he thinks you're a suck up, and he's yeah. like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bury you." You don't say hi to him. He's like, "All right, you asshole, I'm coming for you." Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's that ultimate. It's it's beyond obsessive competitiveness, and uh, that's what made him the great. He won six championships in essentially six and a half years. In, uh, yeah, besides besides, besides his early struggles without a great coach. Yes. Um. He pretty much won every year, and he and he lost to the Celtics. He lost to the Lakers. He lost to the Pistons. Hmm. Those are those are pretty marks on him. But he beat them all after, you know. And oh yeah, I don't know if that was towards the. Well, he never beat the Celtics. Right. Um, I guess, I guess, the, I guess I'll leave that. Yeah, absolutely. What you think about? Because they spent a good time on the gambling. Um, and obviously the conspiracy with his father. Um, I, I didn't know it was, it, they said, what, it was a couple of 18-year-olds that murdered his yeah, father? Yeah, I, like, did, I didn't know that I'm, either. Yeah. I'm like, that's not the mafia. Those are asshole kids, you know? So I, I don't think at all it's connected to, uh, and it's fun, they just ran it. Like, they are bloodthirsty, the media back then. I mean, they still, I guess they still are today. But um, they're like, oh, yeah, is 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 Jordan's, father who just freshly died uh you know is it connected to michael unbelievable um we'll never know we'll never know but i don't know it took a couple of weeks for them to find his body like it was it it, it, it's i don't want to speculate it just was uh very 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 interesting um moving on here moving on here were you a seinfeld fan at all no, not really. So Jerry Stiller died today. Um, he's the one. I do know was, Jerry Stiller, a funny guy. Yep. Uh, invented the Festivus. Uh, also uh, said he was the first to start to stop short in the car. So if you're ever with a woman, hit the brake, you stop short. You, uh, you, okay. Get, get it? What a guy. Uh, and then, what a guy. Uh, of course, there's the, the ass man. Uh, you know, the Kramer had the plate, ass man. Uh, and Kramer was the one who stopped short. But uh, legend, like a legendary father of like a, a sitcom, Ben Stiller's dad. Um, but he, he passed away today and uh, a very good character, like memorable. We're still talking about the Festivus till this day. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll always talk about Festivus. Obviously, for different reasons, but you talk about like you know father characters in sports. Like I, I, I immediately go to Uncle Phil and Fresh Prince. But like obviously for different reasons. Um, that's yeah, that's a character that will that will live on. Like that is a and it like could a be sports character that could be sports related because George worked for the Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh, you, you tell George Steinbrenner. I said this. I think that's uh, <laughs> that, that's what get cool. Uh, hey, Money in the Bank was last night for all yes, the for all the wrestling fans out there. Um, I thought it was an enjoyable show. The best match of the night was definitely um, McIntyre and Seth Rollins. Um, it's still, dude. I kind of wish that we could put the WWE wrestlers in the AEW like ring, uh, like that. Arena. I like the way it looks, AEW, and I like the fact that the heels are on one side and the faces are on the other. And I wish we could have all wrestling like that. Uh, well, I mean, they already did adapt WWE from AEW, putting the camera entrance way, you know. So yeah. after the, after the first week, they stole that, you know. I, 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 why not? Yeah, just make everyone marks. And the, like the AEW people, they're like, all right, we embrace this. Whatever you call us, the redheaded stepchild of wrestling. Whatever, we're gonna we're gonna be out there and we're gonna enjoy it and we're gonna, you know, have fun and all that. But. Um, yeah, what the hell was that last match last night, though? Asuka wins the women's. Yeah, at the same time. And Otis wins the men's. And it happened at the same time. Obviously, it was pre-recorded oh, the, the movie. Food fight, the food fight was cool, I guess. I liked uh, uh, John Laronitis getting the pie. Laronitis got the pie. I popped oh, Bru- with that. Bru- Bruce Pritchard, brother love. Yeah, coming out of the bathroom, right? Or something like that. I love you. <laughs> uh, and then Vince McMahon, they both go in his office. So I read today that Vince didn't want to destroy his office because he values the dinosaur bones in his office. Okay. <laughs> are they legitimate dinosaur bones? They really are. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, did you see right. them push the chairs back in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. AJ's like, oh, let's let's tidy this office. Uh, I wonder if there's something to the AJ Undertaker thing. Well, yeah, they mentioned it as they're going down the hallway. Alistair Black throws them in like a. a you know, a taker, dusty, uh, dark room. So I don't know. I mean, have you been watching the, not to jump around all this time, but have you been watch is, is the last ride documentary going on? Uh, episode one was yesterday and it was so good. I, so I missed it. Oh, yeah, and, oh, and I, it's it I was see it. so good. Uh, yeah. Because it, it the, might be the best one they've done. This is the first time. Cause when he was on, uh, with, uh, stone cold, you know, and just talking for an hour, just saying like he doesn't remember when the streak was broken. Like you know, he was concussed a minute into the match or five minutes, and he, he, does, yep. he doesn't remember the night. Incredible. Um, they gave some detailed uh, stuff after that. I won't spoil it, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They mentioned who went to the hospital with him, and uh, right. I mean, yeah, it's, this is the greatest character in the history of entertainment, really. And yeah, and he's been so quiet. He's kept kayfabe his entire life, uh, even on the streets. And they then, said that he went into the hotel room. Uh, no, no, into a hotel, and Roman Reigns walked up to him, fucking with him. Yeah, and he goes, "Man, you can't break kayfabe one minute." Yeah, it's you? like just yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, man? What are you doing, young blood? <laughs> but yeah. he was cool though. Like he, he definitely loves his wife. He's definitely the man of the locker room. There's no doubt. Oh, always. Uh, yeah. They go back to like some stuff with him and Kurt Angle that was pretty good. Um, it, it's very, it's very good, and there's there's more coming. So, uh, but the one thing I liked was, I guess he was fighting Greg the Hammer Valentine, and he had him in a corner. And one day he just rolled his eyes back. That yeah. wasn't planned. He just did it like he just did it. And I guess WWE took a picture of it, and now that's why he got the, he does the eye roll all the time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so he's the one who evolved the Undertaker. 
Right. Yeah. Like, and all these are seemingly on accident. And then someone in the back is like, oh, what did, what did this do you do? You got to do that every night now. And yeah. I guess Bray Wyatt said before that they, they fought, he was like, I had no clue he was beat up. Like, he, you know, I guess, I guess like he was nervous to fight Bray. Um, and like Triple H had to come over and talk to him. And he was just nervous because he, he feels like he feels like he's losing it. He had to get the hip surgery. So oh, I think now. Dead. So many, yeah. I, yeah, I think now he feels good. But uh, he said that, so. he said in that Royal Rumble match he didn't belong and he doesn't want to take away from somebody. Uh, it's good. So for those who are out there uh, who want to watch it, I, I suggest that. But I, my predictions are Otis cashes in to become a WWE uh, tag team champion. And, wow. and then Asuka wins. But, like, does she cash on Becky? Who's the SmackDown champion? Dude, I don't know. Oh, it's it's Bailey. Okay, yep. But Otis as champion, like, listen, that story was great. It, they uh, Mandy, I did it. Pay off at WrestleMania, but Otis as champion, you know, I don't think that's gonna happen. That's why I think he's gonna uh, cash in on the um, on the tag team side. Hey, uh, Booker McFarlane and Joe Tessitore out out on good. Monday Night Football. What don't do want think? anyone to lose their job, but yeah, they they were not good. They they not very good, not very good. So uh, as Dick Flavin would say. So yeah, uh, do, do they know who's uh, who's sliding in? Is Peyton sliding in, or we did he? Don't we don't know yet. Okay. So I, I personally, this was you know 10, 15 years ago. I was probably the only one, but I actually liked Tony Kornheiser in the booth. Remember Kornheiser for oh, a year or two? God, no, I, I, I liked him. And Gruden so and Dorito. I didn't. I didn't mind Dennis Miller at the time years ago, but okay. people yeah. hated that. Yeah, I, I was. I was the only one fan, I guess. My my guy's McAfee. You you know who I actually thought did really well during the XFL. I thought Steve Levy was great. Yeah, yeah, he's um, good. So I don't know if they go that route, but they've tried Al Michaels. They've tried Peyton Manning. They, you know, they got to do something. And Sean McDonough got a bad rap. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, all right. Want to do a little in or out? Let's do it. In or out? Jordan being a bad guy. I'm out on it. I don't think he's a bad guy. He's a, he's a competitor. Could he have com- um, used his words maybe a little bit differently? Was he perfect? Absolutely not. But, uh, you know, just picking on Burrell, whatever, you know, he, he said to fire him up, but I don't think that makes him a bad guy. No. People so call him, people call him an asshole though. They did. They did. Yeah. His own teammates. Yeah. He was an asshole at times. Yeah. I, I don't, again, I don't think that off the court, he wasn't like that. So they tried to, like he said, he tried to make it and he was crying when talking about like, I want to get you to my level. Yeah. And like at the yeah. end of episode seven, I think it was. <clears throat> Yikes. Yep. Like, yeah, it means literally everything to him. So, okay. In or out on the Patriots getting the double digit wins? I am in. Wow. Yeah, that's right. You're in on it when you did schedule day. Uh, I'm out. I mean, I see 10 and six, maybe, but, you know, this defense isn't going to be as good as they were last year. Like, you got to remember, they were the best Patriots defense, maybe of all time. Six return touchdowns or whatever it was. That's not going to happen again. And obviously, um, I know Tom Brady wasn't as good, but Stidham isn't going to be that good, you know. So I don't nine and seven, eight and eight. I think the team's going to be like the Bulls without Jordan. 
They got to roll. They got to play well. They got to play team ball. You know Belichick's going to be like that. We can, you yeah. Know, we, you yeah know. Here's, here's every game we won without Brady. Exactly. I, I, I totally think so. There. Uh, in or out on Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah theme. So, yeah, he had a new theme last night. Um, I'm actually in on it. I was going back and forth on it. And, you know, obviously, you know, you get away from the burn it down because everyone loved to cheer uh, to sing that. Obviously, he's a heel at this point. I think he's doing an okay job with it. Maybe he can do better. But, you know, one of these days, he's eventually going to turn face again, and it's going to be back to burn it down. The place is going to go nuts. So from a storyline perspective, I'm in on it. I'll throw a couple of these into uh, in or out. They're murder hornets. Out! But, you know, wh- whatever. I mean, I guess grasshoppers and praying mantises and scorpions. I-, I saw a new one of a scorpion. Of course a scorpion's eating it, but, you know, it just destroyed this thing. So, uh, yeah, just just get a couple of uh, praying mantises in your house. I, You'll be I, all right. think, I think they're overrated. Yeah, I guess so. I think they're trying to scare. I think they're trying to scare us more with all the shit that's happening. We had, yeah, that's one of the memes. Like, ooh, fear of coronavirus is going down. Murder hornets are in. So, uh, I mean, shit. With their UFOs, just uh, they, they literally like confirmed them. So this year like, is weird, man. Dude, the weirdest year. Uh, in or out on Korean baseball. So I'm in. It's I'm not fa- it's fast paced. Um, okay, I don't know. Who, cool. I don't know who anyone is, and like I don't know. It's baseball. It's the only thing we got right now. Sure. Yeah. From that standpoint, I mean, if it's fast paced, I'm totally on on this. Hopefully, MLB steals from that as well. And uh, you know, I'm talking about from leagues stealing from other leagues and and makes Major League Baseball whenever that returns under three hours. But uh, yeah, sure. I'm in for yeah, trying to speed it up a, a faster paced game, but I'm not watching, so therefore I'm out. In or out on Earl Thomas spending Mother's Day at home? Oh Jesus! Because <laughs> she did buy him that chain. Oh, oh hello! She bought him that chain, dude. So they've reconciled, I guess. You know, everything's fine. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean. I don't know if, but she bought him a chain though. Like, so like yeah, a, maybe, maybe like, a, they, like a ball and chain to stay. Uh, for the house? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like one that you're not leaving the house. Exactly. Um, I, I'm sure. Why not in on it? The family's trying to reconcile. <laughs> what an idiot! What a dumbass! <laughs> Airbnb during a pandemic. I'll never understand. Yeah. And, and why do you have your Snapchat location on? Anyways, out uh, on that. In or out? On Dave Portnoy winning a sit down with oh, Roger Goodell. This I so this is what I forgot to say when we were talking about. Um, <laughs> I'm so in on that. It's not. I'm even so funny. in on this. <laughs> like, I'm, is it really going to happen? And if I I'm so. if I'm Roger Goodell, right? Okay, live stream about, this, l- l- dude. Play it off, man. Yes. Roger Goodell could be the coolest guy in history if he does this. Yeah, and they, what if they end up being cool? Like, yeah. they're like, all right, he's actually not a bad guy. Like, maybe Patriots fans be like, oh, you betrayed us. But, but, remember, but remember, Barstool's not credentialed. So, like, yeah, they this can't is a get into NFL game. Like, Jared Kravis doesn't go to baseball games because he's not credentialed. But, you know, Portnoy didn't help himself when he said, like, see you soon, commission. And then he has, like, the stands of clown shirts, you know. <laughs> in the, so he's, he's feeding into it. I, he's relentless. 
But I wonder at the end, he comes out of this, like, this is a business opportunity. This is all fun. Hey, can I get credentials? Can I get in there? So. I, I hope, I hope it in Goodell's best interest, he rolls with it. Cause if he's an idiot and says, Oh, we can't do it or we can't cancel it or I'm sick. He's going to look like a fucking fraud. Oh my God. Yeah. Terrible. He already is a fraud. So, right. Um, whatever. Uh, oh, rubbernecking. So I got, a story, I got a story about this. I'm so out. It's not any fun. So if you don't know, rubbernecking is uh, when you're driving on the highway and something ha- like, you know, even as simple as like a police car is, uh, is pulled over another car and you need to basically come down to, to a halt to see what the hell's going on. So I'm driving to work yesterday uh, up at the hub. And uh, on the other side of the highway on 24, there's a car and fully engulfed in flames. Like, like whatever. I understand. Like, hopefully everyone's safe. You've never, you, I'm sure you haven't seen this. And then this is the most interesting thing that's happened to you in the last nine weeks of quarantine. But there's literally people on my side of the highway pulled over on the road to get out and videotape this. What the hell are you doing? Let's move on. You're acting like a caveman. Ooh, fire. Like the like the big yellow fire. Oh, I have fun. fire. Unbelievable. Like, let's move. You idiots. Go have a bonfire in the back. Then you can see a fire. You know, you dummies. You this is the highway 65. Let's move. So uh all right. I have been a victim of rubbernecking. Um I I so you know, you come from a, you come from a distance, I come from a distance to go yeah. to Dorchester Mass. But the rubbernecking over anything nowadays, the rubbernecking over a flat tire, the rubbernecking over someone changing a tire, the rubbernecking of someone, you know, with their hood open, the rubbernecking of a little small accident, the rubbernecking of anything that could be like uh, anything. Just it's got to stop. I think what we could do is rubbernecking is like some sort of penalty. Like, if you rubberneck, you can get, like, a citation. $250 fine. No, like... And I'm being generous. The problem is, is that the first rubberneck... Rubberneckers is like the telephone game, right? Like, you start something and someone else starts it. But, like, the first rubberneckers, if you rubberneck first, you're out. (laughs) Like... You're you're going to prison. (laughs) No, no, not prison. There's just... We gotta find a way to stop rubber. You nosy bastards! That's what yeah. you are. You're all nosy. Literally, people that want to watch the world burn, and that's what happened yesterday. As someone else's property is burning, I'm gonna get out and videotape this because I don't care about my surroundings and people around me. Gonna get out on the highway. You ever, you ever notice there's an accident? You're like, okay, what the hell's going on right now? And then you slowly go, and you're like, oh, there's an accident. And then all of a sudden, you're going 80 again. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and then like, everyone wants to hit 90. Like, what are we doing? So listen, I I usually I usually don't get road rage. Um, like you know, someone cuts me off, I'll beep, I'll give them the finger, whatever. But like you know, you move on. Um, when I find out that traffic is almost at a halt on the highway, and then I realize it's someone changing a tire, like you said, on the side of the road, I'm viciously yelling in my car, and I look like a madman. I'm like, this is why we're going 20 on Route 24, you assholes. And I'm just, I'm going nuts to myself. Like I'm yelling at the whole world. And like, that's what pisses me off on the road more than anything. These stupid nosy people just go, go to where you need to go. Don't worry about everyone else. You idiots. 
Oh, I I have issues with driving very often. Yeah. The weather, the weather conditions. Uh, what else is there? Um, people, people in general, they just they all they all drive me nuts. Yeah. Uh, rubbernecking, we we should do something to uh, some kind of penalty. I totally agree. Something. I don't know what we can do, but I think some sort of uh. Maybe like instead of those stupid signs that say "use your blanca," maybe you can say "stop rubber necking." Yeah, rubber. <laughs> awesome, love it. Uh, Mason Susan's here. He's from Ninety Eight Fathers Board Top. We're gonna do the uh, quarantine time in a minute here, but you have a television show. You had a guest from the Ravens on last week. Tell everybody about it. Yeah, so I had an incredible opportunity. Um, Eric DeCosta, general manager of the Baltimore Ravens, uh, was on uh, my show, Straight Facts, homie. Uh, we're on Twitter, SFH Football. Did I call it Straight um, Cash Homie? What did I call it? You said facts. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah, Straight Cash Homie is obviously a play on Randy Moss's. And uh, the show name was a joke in the first place. We went through like 100 names and they were all taken. And I'm like, Straight Facts Homie. They're like, all right, let's do it. I'm like, really? So, yeah, we've been doing seven seasons. And um, I spoke with uh, uh, past principals and superintendents of Taunton, Massachusetts, because someone brought up the idea. I think it was superintendent of Town High Schools, Mr. Cabral, saying like, hey, you guys should have Eric DaCosta on. Long. I'm like, do you have his number? Like, I didn't even know he was from Taunton. So he talked to someone who talked to someone, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, So yeah, this past week, you can find it on my Facebook, on Twitter, on everywhere, or on Spotify, YouTube, Straight Facts Homie. We had like a 30-minute conversation with the GM of the Ravens. It was crazy. It was really cool experience. Like I said, he's from Taunton. So, like, we talked about his roots, and I, I asked him about Antonio Brown since he was, you know, wearing a Ravens uniform. I had to be a, a, a reporter. If you're going to have somebody on, you got to ask the hard-hitting question. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I'm not, you know, we're not grab-assing for 30 minutes. We're, we may, you know, for five minutes. What was his answer? You only want to talk uh, about people that are on the team? Essentially. So, I basically, I led into it kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, he's been, he was on Snapchat wearing a Photoshop Ravens uniform. Is that just Antonio being Antonio, or do you want to break some news right here for all of us? He laughed at it, and then he's like, um, "Well, yeah, we, you know, there's a lot of players out there that we're really interested in, and uh, we're happy with our team." And then at the end, he kind of put the gabosh on it. He's like, "Right now, where we stand, we're happy with our team." So I think that's a no. Um, so, but I mean, then again, that could change next week. So we'll see. But yeah, it was fun. Straight facts only. Appreciate it. Uh, Taunton Television. Yeah, so, so Taunton Community Access Station. That's and where people we can find that on what? So we all the videos go to Vimeo, which is Ooh, like what the form, yeah, yeah, the the formal YouTube. So yeah, just uh, search Straight Facts, homie, and you'll find past videos there. Like I said on Facebook, on Twitter, Straight Facts, homie. Uh, search that, and you'll uh, you'll be able to find past videos. All that. All right, this is the uh, the final segment of the show here. What we do is I got to look for it, and I want to like the music. Quarantine. Things that you have been doing during quarantine. I've asked everybody these questions, so it's your turn. What shows have you been watching during quarantine? So I've been trying to get up uh, as caught as much with uh, Dark Side of the Ring um trying to go back to past episodes and watch all that stuff very it's really good oh yeah hey just real quick on that chris jericho i think is outstanding and this week as a narrator, yeah in this week he 
actually tweeted out he thinks right now he is the most or the best wrestler in the world or, or the best entertain something to that degree. Okay. And I agree. What he's doing at AEW, what he's done in the year at AEW, the La Champion, and the, what he's done for like Sammy Guevara and, and, and the Ortiz brothers and, and Jake Hager, and then being a co- on commentary, you know, during the quarantine, I think he's been outstanding. And dude, if you watch, did you watch the Benoit documentary? Yes. Okay. He's a he's he's a fucking angel. He brought, you know, Benoit's son and Nancy's sister and together. brought them together yeah. after years of just sadness. And it was wrestling that brought them together, but it was Jericho that initiated it. And I just, like, that's something that, like, Jericho loves wrestling. He loves the, all these people that they're talking about, the Dr. D stuff, you know, um, you know, the guy who started the, 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 what is it? The wrestling federation last week. Herb Abrams, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the guy is a pioneer. He's a trailblazer. And I, yeah, I think he's the best going right now in professional entertainment. I mean, when it's all said and done, he may be the best ever, Joe. Um, I mean, a guy that has transformed and, you know, adapted and got his, his stuff over, over, over the decades. It's really unprecedented. So Japan, yeah. WCW, ECW, WWE, um, Japan, AEW. Japan again, uh, knowing all the what he did. Oh, you're going in order, okay? Right. Yeah, and then now in AEW, like the, the, dude, the dude's in a band, right? Like he, yeah, uh, since what, like 2000, and yeah, he's like, doing all this. Unbelievable! It, it really, it really is uh, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Anything else you're uh, currently binging? Um. I mean, whenever I, I I wake up, my wife has on the Travel Channel. And it's all ghost shows, but so I mean, Ooh, I'm, I'm a big Ghost Adventures fan. Ghost Adventures is the is dude. The, Zach, is Bag- yes. Zach Baggins, he's he's good. He can be a prick sometimes. He can, he's <laughs> definitely a prick, but he's good. He's good at what he does. Um, yeah, I enjoy that show. Um, and honestly, that's pretty much it. I've been playing a lot of FIFA. Uh, uh, so trying to get better at that. So you're like an all sports guy, and then you whatever the wife watches, like like me, like I I've been watching Dave. Insecure is a really good show for those who like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. Every week I'm watching Dark. I'm Dark Side, but I I do need a new show. I I, I watch The Sopranos all over again. I'm pissed. Um, I, I don't know why I do that to myself. I don't I don't know why. You got to have someone from The Sopranos on. So, dude, I mean, I'm I'm working on it. Are you I'm working on that? Hell yeah. I'm working on it. There you go, man. That's all I can. I, I actually, I have a connection already, but like, I don't know if I want to have him. Well, I shouldn't say that. All right. Maybe. Yeah, just hold no, on I, to it. Fuck it. Maybe I will. Oh, boy. What do you got? Well, no, I, I mean, I'll tell you off the air. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> but I used to work with a guy that, I, that was on The Sopranos. That's awesome. So maybe I'll have him on. Absolutely, you should. That's awesome. Yeah, and get to the bottom. What the hell's up with that? Final I, I was, I was, it pisses me off still. I was going for like a Christopher type, you know, Stevie Van Zandt. Uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, maybe Gandolfini's son to tell us about the prequel. Oh, I was thinking like oh. that, that kind of like, you know, it's 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 a top five show of all time. You absolutely anybody from, from that, you know, it, it, in that production needs to be. Were you, were you a 
Were you a Game of Thrones fan? I got into it, and then obviously, like the majority of people, uh, last season was rushed and it was terrible. But did uh, you yeah, watch I, it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, so that was my favorite show. That of all time, I, I'm not into uh, medieval bullshit. I'm just not into it. Yeah. Like swords and you know, I like the Patriot. You know, like. But I just I'm not into like medieval times. I, I just don't care. Right. That that show is amazing. Yeah. And it ended. And when it ended, I never talked about it again. <laughs> it, it, yeah, but how many people do you think people have rewatched Game of Thrones during quarantine? That's a good question. I don't because think I'm sure some people, but I'm, yeah, it's... I'm still disappointed from the Sopranos from twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because so, everyone's so pissed with how it ended. They're like, screw yeah, that show. We, we don't know how it ended. It's whatever you wanted to think how it ended, and I hate that. Right. Game of Thrones, I know how it ended, and it Just sucked. Me. And it sucked. <laughs> right. And, and like Lost, I love Lost. Every week I'd watch Lost, and I'd be like, what's up with these polar bears and this black smoke? And they're on an airplane, and this is from the future or the past. And then like week, uh, epi- uh, like season two, I'm like, is this about Jesus and God and the devil? You're like, what is what is going on here? And then all of a sudden, it's about Jesus, God, and the devil. And I'm like, fuck this. I was pissed. That show still pisses me off. Anyways, uh, quarantine. <laughs> don't get Joe. Don't get Joe Drake upset. You don't want oh, to do that. I'm upset. Uh, what are your go-to snacks right now? Uh, good one. Uh, actually, you know, surprisingly, for the first time in a long time, I'm actually taking this time to try to eat healthy, not to brag or anything, but... Um, what are you eating? Carrots I, and ranch? <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up. <laughs> but uh, no, I know you have a, a vegetable story that you told this past week. Um, but, you know, I <laughs> we can talk about it in a second. But I've been putting um, uh, frozen berries, mangoes, banana, ooh, spinach. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like creamy spinach and some coconut water in a blender. Delicious smoothie. Oh, so I've been drinking that once a day. It's pretty good. Smoothie. Yeah. Smoothie guy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Trying to. That's how you get your vegetables. Put it in a smoothie. I like the fruit. I like the fruity ones. Yeah. Just give me like the strawberries, the bananas, the fucking whatever. You just mix that shit up, and I'll drink it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm in. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. Uh, What is your favorite frozen food? Um, frozen food. I mean, when this whole thing started, when I realized it's funny, when I was in the store, when I got the notification that NBA season suspended. So that's when I lost my mind. Uh, I'm like, all right, I'll buy $250 of things. And everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy because this is somewhat in the beginning. Um, but I got like five frozen pizzas and a Freshetta brick oven. Oh, yes. Yes. Is the shit. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yes, I know I've had it. It's very good. Um yeah. yes, I, I, I already ate all my frozen pizzas. Yes. Um Same. but like but DiGiorno was one of them. And, and, uh, good, yeah. and then I got these, I don't know the name of the brand, but they're French bread pizzas. Yeah, st- uh is it Stouffer's or is it, it might be, might be Stouffer's. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere came the Celeste pizzas. Remember the Celeste pizzas? You put them in the microwave for four minutes. Of course. They they suck now. <laughs> As a kid, they were fantastic. Yeah, isn't it funny suck. how like things are amazing as a kid, and you try them now, and you're like, "What is this?" Like what hot pocket. I, I haven't had a hot pocket in years, but I guarantee they're really good still. Or like pizza rolls. Yeah, remember the Justino pizza rolls? What about a lunchable? Would you ever try? Dude, a lunchable I would crush a lunch. I'd I'd pour it in my mouth. You know <laughs> what I mean? 
I, I would get the pizza one. I would make I, that I, funny I, little so, pizza. So it's funny, yes. But I, so I, I tell people the story, but I, I grew up in the city of Boston, so when I went away to camp, they would they would literally send us government food. Like it would come in a plastic bag with like an apple, a milk, and like a sandwich. And like I, I would have to eat that sandwich. And I would see the kids who got lunch brought with them eating fucking Lunchables. And I'd just like look at them. And I'd be like, you want to switch? Yeah, right. <laughs> and we'd have the, the, the government banana as well. I'm telling you, anybody who went to camp in the city of Boston knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> about the fucking fruit the milk that they gave you and the sandwich. And I don't know why the sandwich always came with a mustard package. I'm out on mustard, but I don't know why it always came with it. Well, there you go. I, it, it's, I'm glad uh, it doesn't still hang up with you today. The Lunchables. I'll fucking crush those things. I'll swim in a Lunchable. So there was Lunchables and then there was another one, but I, my mother never got them for me because like the sodium was over a thousand. I forget the name of it. It was like, you know how it came with the kids meal and then the mega kids meal. It was yeah. something like that. It was mega lunchable or something. But uh, yeah, that was a little too much. But yeah, lunchables and uh, Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos were the best. They're making a comeback. I heard, heard, are they? Yep. Um, you know what? This is the most excited I've been. <laughs> so, so I'm asking. I'm I'm sharing this with you. This okay. my go-to snack during quarantine has been Welch's fruit snacks. Um, you know, you know, they come in like a little package or whatever. Um, you can buy two cases of, well, two packages of them. Um, they come in a box. I think 12 come in a box. Okay. Two for $4 at market basket. No kidding. Do you live in town? Is there a market basket out that way? There is. Okay. So I don't know why, but for some reason near Boston, there's no market basket, but you have to go either North or like, you know, South to find a damn market basket. But yeah, mark about two for four dollars. And then I saw this week big bags of gushers. Oh. Oh. And gushers. fruit by the foot. So I was six years old when a gushers commercial came on. And uh I was scared to death of it because you know the kids would eat the gusher and their head would turn into a watermelon. <laughs> and I'm like, so my mother got him one day and she I guess she knew I was scared of it. She's like, come on here, have a gusher. And I was like on the verge of tears. I'm like six years old. Like, I don't want to turn into a grape. (laughs) So she's like, just eat the damn thing. So I did. And then I realized I'm like, oh, this is good. And my head's still, it's the moment. I love sugar. Like I'm I'm like, I love sugar. Who doesn't? I, well, there's some things I don't eat anymore. Like I don't eat donuts anymore. Yeah. Donuts are are tough. I I love them, but it just sits. It's like you ever see Tommy Boy when he goes, "Yeah, I got kind of a thing. It just sits right here." Yeah, like that, yeah. that's that's, that's me when I have donuts. I, so, it's an I don't know if it's an urban myth or something, but it takes what yeah days say, to a, digest ten days a week or whatever yeah. to digest a donut. No. Yeah, I'm Boston cream, un- unbelievable. Mm. But yeah, I uh, mm. yeah donuts are, are tough mm. if you're addicted to them. I'm a glazed, 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 glazed. Glazed are good. Uh, final thing, and you brought up the the story. Uh, the most obscure purchase you've made or thing you've done during quarantine. Mine is I did Instacart. Like I could just put on my mask gloves and go to the fucking store. Yeah. But I was like, Nope, I'm going to try it out. And of course they gave me a bag of a box of, you should see my fridge. It's It's still there. Tell us. It's still there. So there's a, a box of baby spinach. Like, a lot of spinach in there. And, and you didn't order it? Nope. 
There's a head of fucking lettuce, like a bowling ball, like a legit bowling ball of lettuce. And then a head of broccoli, which I could cut up and boil or whatever. You know, I sure. could put some butter on that shit. And then fucking like six avocados. <laughs> Who are you, Tom Brady? What's but going like, on here? But like, what, did they see my name? Do they know who I am? Yeah, they're like this. Did they want to fuck with me? Because, <laughs> dude, I'm pissed. Green. I'm still pissed. I just went in my fridge and I saw the head of lettuce. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking go bowling with this thing. I almost, I want to throw the thing. Yeah, yeah, softball. I yeah. want to throw it. But, like, I'm, I'm, I'm still pissed you, off. I'm surprised you haven't thrown it out in protest. Well, like, I'm, in the middle of the street. Maybe the lady will use it. I don't know. Um, so funny story. You use this as your musings on Thursday on the sports hub. And, uh, I told you, uh, as the show was ending, like I have something for when we speak, uh, and I didn't tell you, I want to save it. So fitting that this will be the last thing or one of the last things I've actually been a, uh, a delivery for Instacart. It, well, not Instacart, but it's actually called shipped. It's it's similar. I've I've been grocery shopping for people, but so this person sucks apparently that you've been dealing with. Wait, um, so I, would, like, I would never do something. This like is that. a real thing. So like, is it kind of like Uber? Like Uber yes. Eats? You just go yeah, pick it up. You and go, go to the grocery store. But you go and now, how do you pay? Is there like a? Do they give you a card or do you yep. pay? They give you a prepaid card. So oh, you sign up go. and you get like a welcome package. I get a shirt. Actually, I should have worn it. Um, not that you know. I love this company so much, but it's it's a nice side hustle. It's not bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, you want to work. You want to work at the sports hub and make money elsewhere. Thank and you. You want to work in your own time. Thank you to everyone who's been tipping. You've been amazing. Like yeah. I've had ten I, orders and everyone has been fantastic. I gave a twenty percent tip because I thought maybe they fucking awesome. do well. You know, <laughs> I thought I thought I don't know they do what was on the shopping <laughs> list. <laughs> and you know what's I'm sorry. I, I'm not to care. Go back, but to but I wanted. I ordered a twelve pack of Diet Dr Pepper. And right. I never got it. Never got it. But you got avocados, so there you go. I don't need a, what am I going to do with an avocado? How do you even eat an avocado? What the fuck are avocados? <laughs> like, know, if I put it in the freezer, do I put it in my ice cream? How the hell do I eat it? Uh, throw it in a blender, maybe. See if, see if it blends. I have no idea. No clue. But anyway, so you've you've shipped. I've shipped with shipped. Yes, I've, I've delivered orders, and uh, it's been... I've been going up 24, you know, majority of them are up near Boston, but there's one in Bridgewater. There's one in Stoughton, like a, they call it zones. Mm. So I set my zone for that area. And yeah, like Uber, it comes up and be like, all right, accept this order, whatever. It's going to take an hour, hour and a half. And then I show up and, you know, you, you got to be in contact with this person. This person that you dealt with should have said like, hey, I t I'm terribly sorry. Let me contact, um, you know, my, uh, you know, the main headquarters. Let me oh, see I if I can get this right. Oh, I, I said... You you brought me a bag that's not mine, and I want my soda. Here's my phone number, and I, nothing. And nothing. That's terrible. You got to respond. Be like, listen, because you you're working for that tip, man. Like uh, I'm terrible. I'm terribly sorry. And you let you still left a tip. That's that's you're an incredible tipper. Uh, we've talked about this on past shows, I believe. I overtip. Um, do you overtip? I, I don't. I know what it is. Even when they suck. No, but yeah, but you know what it is. Oh, there's there's something about that. But, uh, this isn't a pat myself on the back. I'm a good tip. No. It's just that, like, I don't feel like, like, like sometimes I, if it's 20%, right? Sometimes it's like $7 and I'm like $7 for all that work. I'm like, I just, I can't like, dude, I'm not getting out of bed unless it's 25 bucks. <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll think about it. Like 
I know some people are like, oh, dude, 20 bucks. Like 20, 25 bucks. Like That's it's gotta crazy. be it's gotta be worth it for me to move for 20. Like I could I can I can't even fill my gas tank in my fucking eight passenger car for twenty five dollars. Do you know what I'm saying? So even like now? Well well now, yeah. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they're like paying me to buy gas. Exactly. Um but yeah, like for me to move, man, I need I need a fifteen, maybe fifteen, twenty bucks. Yeah, but I that's why that's why I do it. I just I'm like, man, these people are working their asses off, and uh, I don't know. But hey, they, you're a good dude. It's just what you got to do, I guess these days. All right, we, and I've been tipping on takeout it. a lot lately. Yeah, um, I actually, honestly, I haven't had takeout yet, surprisingly, because I got so much shit. And I'm, I'm one of my hobbies or things I've been doing. I I'm actually turning into an okay cook. Not to, hey, he's not cooking. To, not to uh, you know pat on my my back or anything, but I'm I'm cooking in the house and um, getting the hang of this adult life. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you got a tip not take out because obviously no one's in house. So. Dude, I I watch cooking shows. Um, like if Triple D's on, I'm fucked. But um, <laughs> but but dude, like there's Carol Bellinelli or whatever the hell her name is, Bertinelli, and there's this girl meets farm girl. And every time she cooks, I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, like I, one day I might cook. Like you one day. These, Go ahead. Sorry. These tasty videos or, or what? what's the, you know, those things on Twitter, like, you know, those one minute, two minute things. But some of these things are four minutes and they're doing it in fast motion, fast speed. Yeah. And I'm like, this is way too much work. I'm like, this is delicious and everything. But like this is so much work and you got to freeze it for an hour. Like, listen, just give me, you know, give me a three recipe thing and let's move on. So, I saw uh, some omelet thing made the other day and I'm like, I can do that. And I'm like, yes, maybe I'll And then I saw how to make these chocolate covered Oreos the other day. Ooh. And I'm like, Ooh, I can do that. So that's my problem is I, I when I, I, I watch these shows and I get fucking hungry. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's tough when you're hungry. You, you Like, especially when you go to a grocery store hungry, you're screwed. Mason sous chef. Please no. <laughs> Mason sous chef. Sous chef. I can make a mean pumpkin pie. Ooh, you know who likes it. pumpkin? Mel Kuiper. Oh yeah. Look it up. Okay. It also helps you poop. Uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll end it there today. That's He's fine. Mason Mason Souza. Mason Souza. Yeah, tell from- him it. 98 Father Sports Hub. He's also uh, Straight Facts, homie, uh, out in Taunton on Vimeo. You could see him there as well. Uh, appreciate you joining the show, Mason. It was fun. I appreciate you, Joe. Really, 90 minutes this thing flew. This is crazy. It, it flew by. There he is, Mason Souza One. Don't forget the one. Thank you. Because I've done that. Uh, don't. You're t- talking to other Masons. That's right. In Europe. Do you want to be a Freemason? What the hell is a Mason? Anyways, uh, just sitting here on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. That's where you can check this out, Mason. You can send it out to all your friends. You could send it out for all the job interviews uh, at 98.5 The Sports Hub and across the country uh, that you would like. Of course I will. And that is it for me today. I'm going to wrap up. Uh, Bird appreciates the both of us. So thank you. Hey, thank you, Bird. Appreciate you. Bird. Um, anywho. Uh, all right. I'm getting out of here, Mason. It was fun. See you, Joe. I'm just sitting here. Again, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. Tomorrow's guest, Big Jim Murray. How about that? Murray to Murray. Get it.
It should be good. I can't wait to hear uh, this. And Mace is on the case. Ooh. As uh, Sean Silver sends us out today. All right, everybody. Again, uh, tomorrow, noontime. Just sitting here. I'm Joe Murray. We'll talk to you then. Thank you very, very much. We'll see you on Tuesday.